Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of the day's message is Keys for Becoming a Great Mentor. Now, before I get into this wonderful teaching today that I'm fired up about because I'm talking to people who are influencers. I'm talking to people who not only do something well, but you are able to equip others to do it well. You're able to pass along knowledge. And in the fourth quarter, almost always will raise up four fingers in the fourth quarter, the last quarter of a game. And they do that because they're basically saying we live for the fourth quarter. We live for the last part of the game. It doesn't matter if we're behind or ahead. It doesn't matter if we think we're doing well or not. We're made for the fourth quarter. We're made for the last part of the game. And whether it's a season we're in, whether it's in our life, whether we feel like we're in the fourth quarter of our lives fourth quarter of a project, that's the time where we come alive. And I just see you just putting four fingers up as a prophetic sign in your life that you're made for this time. You're made, you're resilient, you're an overcomer. It's kind of like the distance runner who, they it feels so hard. It feels like we're about ready to pass out. And then those of you who have done that, distance running, you understand the second wind. Something just comes over you. And as I was preparing for this podcast, I was sensing so strongly in my spirit, the Lord is releasing and has released over you a second wind for your assignment, a second wind. Some of you may may be weary. You know, he gives strength to the weary. Isaiah chapter 40, it, it talks about that rising up with with eagle wings. And and so thank you, Father, for the one who's listening right now. Thank you for supernatural grace coming in their lives. Thank you for the fourth quarter heart that that's when we come alive. We've trained for this. We're ready. We're more prepared than, than the opposition is. Wow. All right. You guys ready? Keys for becoming a great mentor. In my book, The Culture of Empowerment, is really about mentoring, it's about leading, it's about helping others become what they never thought they could become. And I wrote this blog and I'm doing this podcast because I recently received an email from a very gifted co-worker who asked the following, I would love to glean some wisdom from you on how you run your internship. Would you mind answering a few of my questions? He has two. Number one, what are the top three goals you have with interns? Number two, what are the three most valuable things you do with your interns monthly? Now, before I get into this and my interns, we don't actually call them interns at the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. By the way, that is such a great school. They're the third year of that program is technically an internship, even though we don't call it interns because we have so many international students. And if you call it an internship, there's more visa challenges. And so it really isn't an internship. It's a third year of school 
But the principles that I'm going to share today really apply to that and apply to internships. So first, let's talk about the three goals I have for interns. And besides some of the basic goals like faith, love, and Christian commitment, here are the three I prioritize. They're these, that they become hope-filled and resilient. Number two, they demonstrate the ability to do relationships well. And number three, they grow significantly in confidence as a leader and influencer. So these are three I prioritize, goals I have. Number one, that they become hope-filled and resilient. And this can only happen by having good beliefs. Believing truth always leads to hope, while believing lies creates a lack of hope. Romans 15, 13 says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And those of you who listen to my podcast regularly know I love to quote this verse. If you boil it down to its essence, it's this. Now may the God of hope fill you in believing. And so the moment I believe truth is the moment I get filled by the God of hope. And Jesus said in John 8, 32, the truth will make you free. We first get free in our emotions and then get free in our circumstances. And Romans 15, 13 talks about three emotions, three positive emotions that will increase when we believe, when we actually really believe truth and we're renewing our mind with truth. It's hope, all joy, and peace. I am more concerned with what my interns believe than what they do. I want to say that again. I am more concerned with what my interns believe than what they do. I'm more concerned with how they think than the things they do. Because if I can get them to think right, if I can get them to believe right, then I know that their influence is going to grow, their inner victory is going to grow, their life victory is going to grow. I used to be a person who had good doctrine but bad beliefs. I used to be a person who the only time I thought right was when I was under the manifest presence of God. In the prayer meeting, the worship service, I would think right. But after those times, I would be pessimistic, insecure, worried, disappointed, discouraged. But basically, what we think after the meeting is more important than what we think in the meeting. And we get these things in our lives and we become resilient. Making disciples is not making people act like Jesus. It's helping people think like Jesus. Number two goal that I prioritize that I want to see is they demonstrate the ability to do relationships well. They demonstrate the ability to do relationships well. When Jesus chose his disciples, 12 disciples, He not only chose them to be with him, but to be with each other. (laughs) And so we have a big team every year. And part of the journey of discipleship is what happens through the relationships that we're in. Covenant relationships cause us to grow up. And the, the, the 12 disciples of Jesus, his disciples, and 11 of them entered into it, they had relational conflict, but then they, in Acts chapter 2, the, the unity that was being possessed came to its fullness. And 
Pentecost happened, the church got ignited. So my heart is, is that we're in a school of supernatural ministry at Bethel here in Reading. And my heart is that 1 Corinthians 13 will become an increasing reality under my mentorship. Because basically it says you can do great things, but if you have not love, it profits nothing. And it, it talks about love is patient, love is kind. And, and I believe this, that if we do great things but treat people poorly, it equals a big zero. So I want the people that I influence to do great things <laughs> and treat people right. And one of the signs of integrity is how people treat those who can do nothing for them. That's something I look for. Then number three, a goal I have is they grow significantly in confidence as a leader and influencer. And we're all leaders and influencers of someone. People's lack of confidence as a leader is usually a bigger problem than any leadership weakness. Certainly integrity and wisdom gained from experience are crucial to longevity and impact. But I most desire my interns to learn to overcome the insecurities and lies holding their leadership back. I want them to walk in humble confidence in who they are and how they relate to others. All right. So those are the three three goals I have. They become hope-filled and resilient. They demonstrate the ability to do relationships well. They grow significantly in confidence and as a leader and influencer. And then what are the three most valuable things I do with interns monthly? Number one is I have numerous personal heart connections with them. Number two, I have group training and discussion times. And number three is I give them significant assignments and opportunities. Number one, monthly, is I have numerous personal heart connections with them. And this is, this is important. I want my team to feel seen by me and seen by my staff. I want them to feel valued. I want them to feel understood. I want them to feel appreciated. I want them to feel known. And this can be done through text, through brief encounters when I see them, I run into them, of just being excited about them. Really, ministry is, is about the people development. It's more about people development than it is about getting tasks done. When we understand that, then we recognize the importance of heart connections. Because people, interns or people on our teams, they're not slaves to accomplish the will of the leader. (laughs) But they're people to be developed. Bill Johnson says, my goal is not to build a big church, but to build big people. It's on the back of my book, The Cult of Empowerment, and that whole book is about that. If you haven't read that book and, and, and you want to know more about what I'm talking about here, that book is a powerful book. We have also have it on audible.com, The Culture of Empowerment, How to Champion People. I want my team to feel they're a special part of the team. Number two, monthly things is have group training and discussion times. Whatever end result we want to see in our interns or those on our team These must be intentionally modeled and taught. Everything done in an intern program should have a purpose. And we cannot assume the why of each aspect of the program is understood, but we explain it to the intern 
so they can participate with faith and vision, not from duty and obligation. And I believe this, that every aspect of what we do yearly, weekly, monthly, that, that the why behind it needs to be understood and, and often needs to be re-explained again so that people can do what we're doing in faith. They can do it in faith. And that's where the meetings, group training times, and I have weekly meetings with my team and I'm there for most of them. And that's those team meetings are crucial. Some of the main areas of training are that we do is understand the power of words. James 3.2 says, if we can bridle our tongues, we can bridle our whole body. I am very passionate on the on discussing the power of words and how to use our words effectively in changing our own lives and in personal or group settings. I, we teach on how to attach faith in large and small decisions, teach on goal setting, time management, other things. And these group training times have time for questions and answers. And then lastly, something I do monthly is I give them significant assignments and opportunities. Empowerment creates win-wins on intern teams. When I choose interns, again, I'm not looking for mere slaves or servants to accomplish my goal, but I want dreamers and co-laborers, those who can make us better. When an intern feels like they can influence me and what we are doing, they have much greater buy-in to their internship, our ministry, and to me. As they are stretched through my believing in them, more than they believe in themselves, they experience personal and ministry victories which create momentum and a desire for more. These assignments and opportunities can include participating in ministry travel with me, having a few minutes to speak in team meetings, collaborating on projects, or sharing online prophetic words to leaders around the world or other things. So those three things monthly, have numerous personal heart connections with them, have group training and discussion times, and give them significant assignments and opportunities. Now again, whether you call them interns, whether you call them volunteers, whether you call them your ministry team, those that you're leading, these things that I've shared today will be powerful and will be life-changing. When I was a senior pastor in Nevada in the 90s, there was a gold mine there. They moved hundreds of tons of dirt a day, but nobody ever talked about dirt. They just talked about gold. And people will not mind you moving their dirt as long as they know you're looking for gold in them. Yes, mentoring people means giving feedback and requiring upgrades from interns and attitudes and behaviors. But great leaders continually remember that they are in the gold business, not in the removing dirt business. <laughs> and these often hard-won tools have been transformative for my teams over the years. We bless you as you empower and raise up the next generation of leaders. You are destined to succeed. Well, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. And I want to remind you, we're here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. 
And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is an unstoppable force. And I believe after love, hope is the most powerful leadership quality there is. And our hope level determines our influence level. He has the most hope, has the most influence. And I want to remind you too, the joy of the Lord is your strength. I used to say, Lord, when all my problems are over, then I'll be joyful. Is that okay with you? He said, no. <laughs> you don't need strength at the end of the battle. You need strength in the middle of the battle. Pretty much for most people listening today, today's not a good day to walk in radical joy. You're either battling too many personal weaknesses and frustrations in your life, family situations, other relational challenges, financial issues, media news that is discouraging and has a spirit attached to it, or whatever. It's For most of you, it's not a convenient time to walk in joy. But I say today you need the joy of the Lord. It's your strength. Paul said in Philippians 4.4, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. So we rejoice. We, re, we stir up our joy. We say thank you, Father. We, we say thank you for your promises. We delight ourselves in you. We, we activate the laughter in our lives. Last week's podcast, we talked about my laughter feels fake. We just obliterated that thing. If you didn't hear it, go back and listen to that. We rejoice in the Lord, not in positive thinking, but in Him, in His promises, in His goodness, in His nature in eternal life that we have in him. And then we do it always. We stir it up today as part of always. So thank you so much. If you are blessed by these podcasts, tell somebody else about them. Write a comment where you're able to and just your appreciation of it. And pray for us at Igniting Hope Ministries. If you ever want to sow in, I don't say this very often, but if you ever want to sow into Igniting Hope, you can go to our website, ignitinghope.com and a small gift, big gift, whatever. You're going to help us. You're going to help our team continue to ignite hope around the world. Thank you so much again for listening to this podcast. God bless you. We hope to have you with us again next week. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.